everybody. Welcome to our national organizing call. Uh, we're going to get started here in a few minutes. As we're letting people come in, why don't we uh, do a quick check-in if you could put your name and where you're from in the chat. I'll do that as well. That'd be great. Make sure you're uh, routing it to all panelists and attendees. Uh, we are going to turn off the chat as we get started here in a little bit. Uh, so if you have any questions, make sure you put those in the Q&A. That's at the bottom of your screen. And uh, yeah, look forward to having a good call. So now I'm going to hand it over to Nick. Hey, Todd. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, so we got a great call for you all tonight. Uh, this is going to be our last call in November. Tomorrow uh, or next Thursday is, of course, um, Thanksgiving. Uh, and so I wanted to start by sharing some exciting updates that we have uh, going on in MPP, and that is we are making major strides coming out of uh, the end of the election. You know, the dust is still kind of settling, but Trump's lawsuits are collapsing um, in Pennsylvania. Uh, they don't even challenge enough votes to flip the state anymore. Uh, and so really, um, they've been kind of exposed and uh, as, as something that uh, 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 I believe was intended more on kind of, you know, letting him rather, uh, rather than flipping the results of the election, letting him kind of leave with his, you know, winner persona intact saying, you know, I never lost the election, uh, and then do something like start a media company, um, or do a lot more kind of video, uh, which I think is his, his next step. Um, but uh, we do have Biden coming in, uh, and he's, of course, bringing in with him um, an enormous amount of uh, corporate uh, Democrats with him. Um, his chief of staff, of course, Ron Klain, a former asbestos industry lobbyist, announced recently um, his uh, top picks for energy secretary being a fossil fuel lobbyist, uh, Mitt Romney going into his administration for health and human services. And so this is why at the Movement for a People's Party, you know, we're founding a major new party instead. Uh, a party that is free of corporate money and influence. That's the resolution we passed at the People's Convention in, on August 30th of this past year uh, with Senator Nina Turner, Dr. Cornell West, Danny Glover, uh, Jimmy Dore, so many other amazing speakers, uh, Marianne Williamson, who joined us there. Um, and I'm also excited to say that we have taken the mandate from the People's Convention and the more than million people who watched that uh, and we are in the wake of the election, moving on some major things and taking some big steps forward and showing that we are not wasting a day. Uh, and so we are having the second phase of our party name vote now. Uh, we had the first phase and nominated uh, the finalists to uh, 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 to for this round, basically. We did that last week. Uh, the finalists that we ended up with, we ended up with a strong group, tons of discussion going on in Slack, uh, in the forum, uh, on the different party names as well, the different options. We've created a comparison sheet that anybody can find by joining Slack as, as well. And if you haven't already, please join us there because that's where all of the work takes place, basically. That's where the working groups, the circles, that's where we organize, uh, that's where we communicate as hubs, also using Basecamp. Uh, but Slack is your first best place to go. Uh, you can get there through filling out the volunteer form on our website. Um, and so our 10 finalists, uh, which we have from last week's process of nominations, we got more than 3,500 nominations. Thrilled to share that. Uh, and some great ideas and discussion that's come out of it since then. We have, as the top 10, People's Party, Populist Party, Workers' Party, American People's Party, We the People, Four Freedoms Party, People First Party, Bull Moose Party, American Workers' Party, and New Deal Party. 
And so now the vote as of yesterday is open on those finalists. I'm going to share the link here um, for everyone to see so that everyone can cast their votes uh, as in this process. And so, oh, there it is. And so if anyone has not voted yet, we are using ranked choice voting um, with the 10 finalists. Uh, and so please head to the ballot, uh, arrange the votes in your preferred order from your favorite at the top to your least favorite at the bottom, and then submit your ballot. And by Saturday evening, we will have the final um, results. Uh, we The vote is open until Saturday at 6 p.m. Um, so we have uh, three days in total to vote. Uh, and we're very excited to be taking this huge step uh, in the process. Uh, and it's really important too, because uh, earlier today, I had the privilege of being on our main state organizing call uh, and discussing where we are going to be making the first filing uh, for our major new party uh, in just a couple weeks time. Uh, and so this is, of course, a huge step that people should be incredibly proud of. Uh, you know, for the last three years, four years, if you count some of our draft Bernie organizing, um, we have been organizing since basically the moment that Trump won the first time saying that, you know, in fact, Trump won because the Democrats and the establishment as a whole, both parties have abandoned working people. And we need a major new party that's free of corporate money. And it's thrilling to say that four years after that, uh, we are now poised to begin our filings uh, across the country, beginning with Maine, them having the privilege of, of going first because they have a state rule uh, that makes it that you have to file for ballot access in December of an even numbered year. Uh, and so we don't wanna wait until 2022. We want to do it right now. Um, and what that means so that everybody gets an impression of what the process looks like and kind of a window into ballot access across all of the states is that means getting 5,000 signatures uh, beginning in January, the initial filing happening in December, and then getting 5,000 registered party members uh, over the next year uh, before December of 2021. Uh, and so uh, we think we're going to knock that out of the park. Uh, we have uh, more than uh, a thousand people who've signed up to help uh, in Maine, uh, and we have a group that is working to organize and prepare a state kickoff call there. And so it's uh, really thrilling to be approaching this kind of major milestone after so much work uh, and so much effort has gone into it. Um, but this is the beginning. It's going to be it's going to be a really historic and momentous moment uh, to make that filing. Um, the moment that the uh, that our major new party uh, was born. Um, and so I think with that, I'm going to hand it over to Todd and Michelle, who are going to talk about some of the imperatives that come out of the organizing that we're doing uh, uh, and, and the ballot access that's coming up um, and uh, and and. Uh, building up our local hubs and local community coalition building and all of that. So over to you, Todd. Thank you, Nick. Uh, yeah, so now that we move on to this phase where we are building the party, as Bill, as uh, Nick mentioned, we're going to need, you know, ballot access, a whole bunch of other things. That's going to require a small army of people on the ground in each state, right? Uh, so the main thing we need to do is build hubs. And we've got hubs now in half the states in the US, which is awesome. Uh, and I think it's over 60 or 70 people working on this currently. <clears throat> we There's space for more. So, uh, you know, if you are interested in getting involved, please go to the uh, volunteer page on our website. That's peoplesparty.org slash volunteer and mark the box uh, that you want to organize locally and we will get in touch with you. Uh, but yeah, so the basic first steps there, kind of, you know, mapping your area, figuring out who is there and then start talking to people. We need to start building coalitions and bringing people in. 
so that you know we have that small army of people. I know Maine sounds pretty easy compared to my state of Ohio, in which we need. Uh, I think it's, I got to look at the numbers after the last election, but it's somewhere between probably fifty and sixty thousand, which means it's more like eighty, ninety to a hundred, and we got to half it from half the counties in the state, which means that we need people all over doing this, not just me and my clipboard. Uh, Michelle, did you want to add anything to that? Sure, I'll just add a little bit. Um, yeah, we just uh, we we need folks everywhere, you know, across the country. As Todd said, we're building hubs, um, and in in some places we might be at an earlier level of growth. Some are a little further along in their level of growth, but we need folks everywhere, no matter what the level of growth is. So, um, please sign up to volunteer, um, and um, you know, click. Uh, I agree on our community agreements, which should send you an email back, um, and so we can get you into our Slack. Uh, for some reason, you don't see that email. Um, you can uh, reach out um, at organize, uh, organize at peoplesparty.org. Um, and we, um, we definitely wanna get folks plugged in. So when you get into Slack, there's a start here channel that has all the different regional coordinators listed. So if local organizing is something that you're interested in, um, definitely you know, send a message to the regional coordinator. And if there's, um, sometimes we also have hub coordinators and state coordinators that can um, get you connected with the folks locally. And so, um, but if you reach out to your regional, they can connect you with the right folks uh, to work together. So so uh, definitely sign up to volunteer um, if that's something you wanna do. And we also need help in our national working group. So all kinds of ways to volunteer. So um, in fact, and uh, unless you have anything else to add, Todd, uh, I think William from our Milwaukee Hub wanted to tell us what's going on there. Yeah, I just wanted to say real quick that, you know, one of the fun parts for me is kind of setting up the teams in each state and watching the states kind of go and, you know, really encapsulating their core issues. And yeah, one of the states that's really taken off at this point is Wisconsin. And uh, we've got William here, one of our uh, coordinators for the Milwaukee area to talk about what's going on in Wisconsin. Take it away, William. Thanks, Todd. And thanks for being here, everybody. Uh, I, I'm so excited to see so many like-minded, passionate individuals that are sick of the political duopoly that understand that there's a better future for America if we are able to set aside our differences as, uh, as a working class and, and instead unite against those who are really attempting to hold us down. Uh, so my name's William. I am the hub coordinator for Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which was the home of the 2020 Democratic National Convention held virtually, of course. I was a delegate for Senator Bernie Sanders, and I saw kind of firsthand how the Democratic Party has kind of, you know, they, they earned a reputation as the party of the working class, and that just isn't the case anymore. They, they have strayed away from that immensely, and I'm so proud to see a lot of the work and a lot of the uh, uh, passion coming out of some of my fellow Milwaukee residents that that really do want to have a, a more equitable and just society for everyone. Milwaukee has a very rich history, as was one of the most progressive cities uh, in, in the entire country, and we'd love to be able to get Wisconsin back to that, to that forefront. So what we're doing is, you know, you got to start local and build your way up. A, a movement doesn't, doesn't start from the top down. I always love to use the analogy, you don't build a human pyramid with the six foot six offensive lineman as the top person, you know, you, or excuse me, you don't put a five foot three cheerleader at the bottom, you put the six foot six offensive lineman so that you can build up, uh, put the put the building blocks on the bottom and get the strong foundation so you can build up from there. And that's what a lot of these, uh, lo this local organization is about. You need to have people, you need to have, have a large group of people that are passionate about this idea and about making this a reality. So uh, with my generation in particular, I have a lot of friends who, we're struggling to afford our rent. You're coming into an economy, you're young, you don't necessarily have the assets that you can kind of coast through this uh, pandemic. So they can't get out on the streets. They can't be doing the kind of on the ground, boots on the ground work they wanna do, but they understand that you need people to build this movement. So they are joining, they are not necessarily doing some of the some of the more active work but just by participating in our meetings just by offering their excellence their expertise what they want to see bring a friend bring two friends each time we hold our meetings we're gathering more and more people that have their own specialties their own uh their own niches in in society that that they kind of specialize in and we're learning so much about so many different groups of people with so many different backgrounds being able to present ideas that you wouldn't really hear from, from the wealthy ruling class because they don't relate to this type of mindset. So when you're getting people of all these different uh, ideological backgrounds, you're able to kind of gather a pulse on, on what regular everyday working people want to do. And I'm very proud to say that Milwaukee has grown exponentially since then. 
We are uh, out and we're working with local organizations that share our passion, that share our ideas for a better future, making connections with these groups. How can we help them so that they can help us uh, in our moment of need? And the, the People's Party is really offering a, an alternative to some of the standard corporatism that America, American politics has been known for. And if we want to have this better future, we need to be working for it. We need to be fighting for it. Nothing will be handed to us. Those in power will not cede it voluntarily. We have to go out and we have to, as, as a working class, as the American citizens, unite to get this. So uh, Milwaukee's growing. Dane County, which is home to Madison, has been growing uh, quite a bit. But we, we need to continue growing. Like Todd said, you need to be reaching multiple counties across all states, most of the counties in the states. And that you can't just do that by talking to your friends or, or the little bubble around you. You need to be out there. You need to be making the message heard. We're going to win on ideas. That is what our party can offer that, frankly, you don't find anywhere else in American politics. We're not, we're not accepting corporate dollars. We're not going to buy advertisements to push false narratives that we are not actually supporting. We can win because we can support popular policies that American citizens want to make their lives better. And I think if we're all able to do that, if we're all able to come together and, and kind of continue this fight, I think that's, that's definitely a possibility both in the short term and hopefully in the long term. Excellent, thank you, William. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kate, I think, uh, has come by to talk to us a little bit about uh, what's going on in Jersey. Kate, did you want to say a few words about organizing in uh, New Jersey? Or maybe she's out at the moment. All right. Uh, but yeah, look, in general, uh, we have guides to help you. Don't be afraid if you've never done this before. We have a lot of people everywhere, just like William and Kate and everybody else that, uh, oh yeah, go ahead, Kate. Hi, sorry, I um, had my um, everything off, but uh, I am Kate in New Jersey and um, we've been active, let's see, for but since July, we had the two um, rallies in July and um, we've gotten a lot of interest because people are tired, like William said, of all the corporate interest and um, knowing that the Democratic Party doesn't want to do anything for progressives or for the people that they're supposed to represent. So um, um, we've been reaching out to people. We did a, um, a an election day um, event with the, there were four of us in New Jersey and we were speaking to people at the polls and um, people are ready. People really need something different. and. Um, Nothing's going to happen with the two uh, parties that are controlling everything now and their corporate uh, backers and all that stuff. And as was mentioned earlier, uh, Nick said, you know, like Biden's administration already looks like a, a, a Republicans club for Pete's sakes, you know. <laughs> but um, so um, there are a lot of people in New Jersey who are very happy. I was on a call earlier with um, some other uh, organizers from other uh I think it's Progressive Democrats of New Jersey um, looking to, um, if not work together, actually come over to MPP and um, just get rid of the word Democrat altogether because uh, there's no, there's nothing good when I say, you know, that comes to me, my mind when I say the word Democrat anymore, you know, referring to politicians, they, um, they, um, they don't represent us and it's just all um, words. To them now, you know, and, and most of the time they don't even pretend to represent you. You know, they used to pretend, so, you know, and that's not true anymore. So in New Jersey, we are growing and we are reaching out. We are looking for more volunteers and we welcome people. Um, sign up on the on the page, click New Jersey. You can volunteer for national and locally, but uh, join our state hub and uh, hopefully we'll get uh, more localized hubs throughout the state as we start to spread around. And um, We'd love to have you. Please come join us. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent, Kate. Yeah, as I was mentioning before, we have <clears throat> we have guides, we have trainings on how to talk to people and how to do all this stuff. We have uh, the Slack workspace where people like William and Kate and a whole bunch of other people are talking about, hey, how do you do this? What are we doing in this situation? We're helping each other through this because 
you know, no one's done this on this level for quite some time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really fun, I think. All right. So, yes. Let's see who's going next. I believe I'm passing it off to Carol now, who's going to talk about media messaging and give us an update there. Are you with us, Carol? Can you hear me now? Yes, there you go. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, um, we've been having media message, it's called media messaging, which is the name of the name of the working group. And as part of that is the circle of social media. So we've been combining those uh, two calls for the past couple of months. And now there is um, the circles that have been built out on the social media side. So we're going to um, focus our efforts now toward building out circles on the media and messaging side. And as a part of that, we're going to be breaking up our phone calls. So tomorrow's call will just be for media and messaging. Next week, there won't be a call. And then the following week will be social media. Um, so if you're, uh, if you're used to coming to social media and you don't want to be um, in the media messaging call, that's fine. You don't have to come tomorrow. Um, it's from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. But uh, if you have any interest in media messaging and any of the circles that I mentioned, then you might want to come and uh, see what the circles are about and if, if there's something there that you want to join. We have um, a circle for emails that we're going to be launching where we get a lot of emails from outsiders and people within um, the organization as well, asking questions about um, uh, things that come up in our national calls or things that come up in our um, emails that go out or just questions in general about our platform, et cetera. So we, uh, it's a really important job. You have to know a lot about MPP, about our platform, about our positions and issues. So we're building out that circle and we'll be having a training right after Thanksgiving. Uh, we have a couple of uh, co-coordinators there right now. And um, we also have a research channel and that will be uh, charged with helping out any of the teams um, in media and messaging. If uh, somebody is doing, um, oh, say they, we, it's come up that we want podcasts and um, we really need a list of progressive podcasts, populist podcasts. And all of you are on podcasts, and many of us listen to uh, different podcasts that the other person doesn't even know about. And so we're going to launch a research project on a spreadsheet, and that is going to be our first um, research project. But it doesn't even have to be like a big um, involved kind of a project. It could be just a question if somebody needs um, anybody really within the organization, if they have the need for um, research done on anything, they can call on us. And um, there will be a lot of people there who are willing to look up the information and get it to you. So it, um, it's kind of like a library in a way, <laughs> research, and uh, you'll be doing a lot of different, um, you'll be covering a lot of different topics. So I think it'll be fun. Um, we also have an Amplify channel that is a public channel that we just started a few days ago. I don't know if you've noticed that's uh, We've always used social media and had uh, different uh, channels for platforms like Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. But we decided to do an Amplify channel because one of our members created a bot and the bot um, takes that information and um, amplifies it. And um, it's all automatic. So uh, take a look at that and go and post something that you like and um, see how it works. We'll be expanding that to other platform areas um, after we see how this works. Um, we also have uh, the, the channel that we're going to be focusing on tomorrow, the circle, is the media circle press. And uh, we have a guest speaker uh, who will also be speaking with me. Um, we're working together on beefing up our media presence in localities. Um, I my job for um, the last four years has been to focus on national and I'll continue to do that. But um, a gentleman named Dan is going to be, he's a former journalist, works in PR now, 
and he will be helping to lead the city teams um, reaching out to media in the hubs. And so he'll be working with the hub leaders uh, in that, uh, in which, whichever cities that you feel um, could use uh, some media outreach. So um, we will definitely be in touch with you guys. <laughs> and uh, that's, a, that's a really exciting project. It's, it's uh, time that we got our people um, involved in other areas in our hubs. Um, I know there's been a lot of interest in having um, writing op-eds and how do you write an op-ed? How do you approach a journalist? So those are kinds of the, the kinds of things that we're going to be going over tomorrow at our meeting, along with uh, the messaging doc that I've written. Um, and that's that messaging doc will also be used or can be used by people in the field as well as on social media. So that'll be ready tomorrow and uh, we'll be going over that. So lots, lots happening in media messaging. And I will uh, turn it over to Tiffany. Yes, thanks, Carol. Um, hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight. My name is Tiffany Anning. I'm located in uh, Westwood, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, which is just outside of Boston. Um, I am a co-coordinator with Nick on the political outreach team. And one of my uh, circles that I also coordinate is electoral strategy. So my group of researchers has been working on all of the ballot access action plans, uh, collecting and compiling all that information for um, how we're going to get on the ballot in all 50 states plus the District of Columbia. I worked with a, we started this in the end of August and um, last week we just finished. So as one last final look, um, I asked all of my my team to review um, all of the work that had already been completed just to make sure that we're not going to miss anything and we're fully ready to tackle whatever comes next. Um, and after that review, we're also, um, we're not disbanding. We are going to take on, we're discussing what our next research project will be. Um, and I think um, there are a couple of good ones uh, that we're talking about, but um, I think the main priority will be to uh, put into place um, information regarding, uh, we know Maine is going to be first, but we're not sure uh, what order we're going to pursue the rest of the states. So we'll be compiling that information. Um, and pretty soon in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll hope to have a more complete picture of a roadmap of how we're going to pursue um, ballot access in all the states. So that's very exciting stuff. Um, if you want to get involved with our research projects, you can come on Slack and uh, join our circle and we meet every Wednesday night at eight o'clock. Um, so let me know if you're interested. Um, and I will pass it on to David for a creative arts update. Hey everybody, I'm uh, David. I'm the creative arts working group coordinator and uh, we've been busy creating to uh, help spread MPP. Uh, and this includes a bunch of stuff, graphics and video for social media, our live streams, uh, flyers for organizers, music and chants for our actions, and uh, merch designs, and, and much more in addition to that. Um, and as MPP continues to grow, uh, so will our need for creative content. Um, we have a video and uh, photo production circle, uh, music circle, and creative writing circle. And we're going to be adding more circles as we gain more artists uh, that are focusing on certain specialties. Um, so if you have experience doing creative work and you're passionate about building a new major party with us at MPP, we'd love for you to join our team. Uh, to do that, you just go to peoplesparty.org volunteer 
And then uh, make sure to, to check the uh, Creative Arts uh, WG in the forum. And then uh, once you're on Slack, look for uh, the Join Creative Arts channel and we'll get you onboarded from there. And uh, I will be passing it back to Nick, I think, uh, from there. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, well, I think Thomas might have wanted to do a tech update. Did you want to do one, Thomas? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, you know, hi, everybody. Uh, Thomas, I'm the uh, coordinator for the Tech Working Group. Um, awesome to meet you all. And, uh, uh, or, you know, those of you who are our returning uh, viewers, you know, um, great to see you all again. Uh, so uh, in the Tech Working Group, uh, we've done a lot of work to uh, set up uh, three circles and we have more coming. Um, we have a uh, coding and development circle. We have a uh, data analytics circle, and we also have a um, uh, a uh, circle for IT. And on the horizon, uh, we may be getting a uh, cybersecurity circle soon. And we're going to be building out liaisons uh, and getting liaisons on board from each of our states and hubs, which is going to be really awesome to get you know us integrated with various parts of the organization. Um, so in addition, we've taken on all kinds of projects. Um, we're trying to re we're going to be redoing, uh, the MPP app. We're going to be building a whole new, uh, member, uh, platform for people to join and, uh, you know, uh, get integrated with the movement. Um, and we're going to be working on a whole slew of things. Uh, if you're interested on the IT side, you can get plugged in with helping uh, helping our you know support our different infrastructure within the party. Uh, you know this is a very important job because it keeps uh, it keeps everything up and running. You can get plugged in with the coding and development and uh, work with you know other like uh, like skilled people uh, to work on the various uh, apps that we are planning actually on the horizon. And our data analytics is really important too because it's going to be driving uh, and uh, you know providing a lot of information to our electoral strategy circle and other parts of the movement. And you know, uh, I've said this before on previous calls. Um, I do believe that we should be a a science-based party and also a data-driven party. And so I think you know, uh, it, I think it's going to be awesome what we're going to be doing on the horizon. And, um, you know, I'll be the first to announce this now. We have a really big project um, that is on, that we're going to be, uh, that we already actually have started work on. And this is going to be, uh, all I can say is, is uh, think of this as uh, a combination of all the different uh, weapons we possibly need in our arsenal to fight the duopoly, all wrapped up into one. Um, codename Project Gladys. And if you guys get the reference, that's great. Um, let's just say the runner up for the name of the project was uh, also the other name candidate was Skynet. So all I can say is, is the, uh, the folks in tech have a great sense of humor. So um, basically, you know, if, if, uh, if uh, the Democrats got Act Blue, well, we're going to have Gladys. And if they got you know, uh, you know, all kinds of different canvassing tools, we're going to have our own. And so this project, which is being led by the best of the best of my working group, uh, it has just taken off and we would, would love to have more people come on and work with us on this, because I really do believe, you know, if we're going to go up against the duopoly, if we're going to go up against the Republicans, we're going to go up against the Democrats, we're going to need tools to fight. And this is, I think, you know, it's going to make or break us in the next several years. So please do come help us with this. Uh, please do come help us with the other different uh, projects that we're working on. We'll be happy to have you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Thomas. Uh, so I'm up next and I wanted to share uh, uh, some things that we're doing to facilitate organizing, uh, which Todd and Michelle talked about earlier, um, nationally uh, and in the states and in hubs, because that is our next biggest imperative right now. Um, so it is really important that we be building the hubs, uh, doing the local coalition building, and also being in the community 
um, being very relevant in people's lives. You know, we know that the Democrats or Republicans, you know, they just kind of ask for your vote every two, four years, and then they disappear. You know, they don't engage in local community struggles. Uh, and so with that in mind and with ballot access coming up next year, where we're really going to dive into it in, uh, in, in most of the states, uh, it's important right now to be building up our local hubs. And so I wanted to share a number of things that we're doing to facilitate that, but also to facilitate uh, involvement, inclusion, uh, grassroots feedback, transparency um, in the party uh, that we're building. And so uh, the first thing I wanted to share was that we have our organizing guide uh, for hubs coming up on December 1st. Um, and so really happy that that is coming out uh, and that will be kind of the definitive guide to starting a hub and building a hub and organizing locally, growing it, uh, moving it into ballot access, things like that. Also coalition building, all the different things that I mentioned. We also have um, a welcome circle uh, that we're putting together in the organizing working group. Uh, and their role is going to be to uh, place a phone call to every volunteer who signs up. And this is something that we've been looking to do uh, for a while. And we're excited to be kind of getting together a group of people who can do that. Uh, we get a lot of volunteers. And, and so uh, it's going to be a pretty big group, probably going to need something like 20 or more people uh, to do that. Uh, but uh, we think that that is really the best way to be connecting with people and to be involving them and kind of directing them to involvement in uh, wherever they want to be in the movement, you know. And so anytime someone signs up, volunteers on our volunteer form on our website, they'll get a call uh, from one of the Welcome Circle members who will, you know, introduce themselves, give them a personal point of contact at MPP, uh, and also tell them, you know, here's how, um, here's how the movement works, you know, a little bit basically. Here are some of the areas you could contribute, you know, get to know their skills, the areas that they'd be interested in working in. Uh, and then from there, direct them, you know, uh, it seems like you'd be perfect to join the tech or creative arts uh, national working group or, um, you know, you're in really interested in local organizing or, you know, you were, uh, you were a local organizer for the Bernie campaign or something like that, you know, uh, and we, oh, we have a hub here, you know, we'll plug you in with them and you can join them and you can start joining their meetings and activities, um, or we don't have one, you know let's connect you with some people, with some other volunteers in the area, and you could all start a hub in that area. Uh, and so that's something we're excited to get up and running, a welcome circle. Um, another thing I wanted to share is that uh, we are working on uh, bylaws and we'll be putting that up uh, for, um, for MPP uh, by December 15th. And so in the community in Slack, uh, you know, if you want to participate in uh, the feedback and in the comments on those and in the discussion on those, please join us in Slack again. That's where we do all of our work. Uh, and then also wanted to share that uh, our founding convention is going to be next year, likely in the summer or the fall uh, nationally. Uh, we will have uh, filed and hopefully gotten ballot access in a number of different states uh, by that point. Uh, that is the plan. Um, and we will bring together, um, you know, people from across the country. Hopefully we can get together in person. That would be phenomenal. Uh, but if we have to get together digitally, of course, we will figure that out as well. Um, and in the lead up to that, I wanted to share that there will be uh, uh, policy committees that will help draft from um, drawing from the information that people have submitted in our forum where we have policy discussions and also from the community groups that we have, the various community groups that we have in our political outreach working group that will be helping to inform uh, those policy discussions uh, leading up to the founding convention. Uh, also experts, uh, advisory council members, things like that, um, who we're bringing on board as well, uh, uh, and, and we'll be able to share more about soon. They will also hopefully be contributing to that process so that we have a, a very robust process of uh, policy development for the final platform. The platform we have now is a movement for a People's Party is an interim platform passed in 2018, uh, written and ratified by the members. And so this will be the party's platform uh, that we're talking about here. And so it's exciting to be um, thinking about that uh, and everything that's gonna go into that. Uh, another thing 
that I wanted to share as well is um, a little bit about our electoral strategy. Uh, and so we've discussed this before, but it's always, uh, I, I think it's great to talk about it a lot. So everybody comes familiar with it. Um, and so of course we plan on getting 50 state ballot access strata, uh, 50 state ballot access as part of our strategy leading up to 2024. We want to elect the president and overturn this political system in four years. And it can be done because it's been done in other countries. It's been, it was done just two years ago, immediately to our south in Mexico. And they have a slightly different political system, but it's the same fundamental dynamic of progressives who tried to reform the establishment parties, the most center left party in their country for decades without any success. And then in 2014, they decided to form a major new party called Morena, a major new progressive party. And four years later in 2018, they elected a president, took both houses of the national legislature and the majority of the governorships. And so that's what a political revolution looks like. And that's our goal. And we think that when we set a goal like that, where the solution matches the scale of the problems, people will rise to the occasion because people are inspired by the bold kinds of solutions that we need. It's not enough to be getting, you know, a trickle of progressives who are essentially powerless in the Democratic Party, two or three per year, you know, a handful per year. Um, and then of course they become that they fall under the influence of the Democratic Party, which historically reels them into the establishment. And so what we need is the kind of thing that happened in Mexico, and that's a political revolution, a full transformation. And we're settling for nothing less at MPP. And so in 2021, next year, we plan to have our founding convention. After that, we plan on running for Congress in strategic districts and running strategically in that year in a way that we make sure that we're winning races. Uh, so we wanna be able to, you know, we don't want the media to write us off and say, oh, look, they ran in all these places and they lost in most of them, you know, because they're gonna be itching to do that. The media wants to say, you know, oh, look, they're, you know, they're, they're irrelevant. They're, they're like another green party, you know, they're not gonna go anywhere. And so we wanna make sure that we're running strategically and picking our candidates and our districts very carefully you know, uh, quality over quantity in that first election, because it's very important that we win seats, we get representation, we get access to the bully pulpit in Congress. You know, it doesn't matter what they'll do to the committee assignments to our members of Congress. It's important that they be there and that they be speaking out and providing contrast in vision, in policy, in message, in everything from Congress. And that shatters the establishment party's kind of like armor and perceived armor of invincibility when we do that. And then people will say, wow, look, the People's Party upset Congress and they put members of Congress there. And now we have, you know, three parties in Congress. And one of them happens to represent all of the policies, the supermajority policies that the majority of Americans agree on. And so, uh, and as that, as that grows too, um, we could get to the level where we deny the Republicans or Democrats uh, a majority. And if that happens, um, then of course, what you're gonna see is that they will do what they already do. And they start working with each other, <laughs> the corporate Democrats and Republicans, neither of them having enough votes to pass anything in Congress, start working with each other um, to pass their corporate agenda. Uh, and that further exposes them. Uh, and further shows that, in fact, it is the People's Party or, you know, whatever we end up choosing as our name uh, that is going to be the party that is actually standing up for the people in Congress. Uh, and that kind of inspirational vision and setup helps set us up for 2024, uh, where we run a presidential candidate uh, and we are on all 50 state ballots with that presidential candidate. Uh, and I think uh, personally, that, for example, if Bernie Sanders had been in the general election in 2020, in the middle of this pandemic, and the middle of this recession, I think that he would be the president elect right now, if he was running in a people's party right now. 
if he was running in a major new party. Um, and so we need to make sure that that doesn't happen again, you know, because we can't afford another circle of Democrat versus, you know, to Republican, to Democrat, to Republican, all the while nothing improves, all the while the cost of healthcare, cost of education gets, you know, they rise, debt increases, more people get evicted. We have more than one out of every 10 Americans now who's facing eviction. The climate crisis that just keeps getting worse, mass incarceration that keeps getting worse. The biggest movement in history, the Black Lives Matter movement that rose this June and the Democratic Party and, you know, thought that it would be, you know, in, in the midst of that, they put up a former segregationist and a top cop as their ticket. Uh, and they basically were impervious to meaningful changes. And so that goes to show you how just unresponsive the Democratic Party is. And of course, the Republican Party is just the same. And so that's what we're looking at. Also, we want to invite uh, and bring uh, progressive members of Congress, the few that are there, you know, we want to give them a party that they can actually be proud to be a part of. You know, a number of them make comments like, for example, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying that there is no uh, left party in the United States. The Democratic Party is a uh, center or a center-right party. Well, let's give them a new home. And then if they join us, we'll have automatic increased representation in Congress. And they're probably not going to join us right away, but they're going to get more and more interested as we grow. And it might take some direct action. It might take going to their town halls and their meetings and doing all of this to get responses out of them initially. But I believe that they will eventually join us. I believe the same thing about Bernie Sanders, in fact, as we continue to grow. We don't need them to, but I believe that they will as the movement grows. I also wanted to share uh, some about our uh, finances. Uh, and so we had a presentation on this uh, last week, uh, but for anyone who is curious, we have our transparency page on our website. Uh, you can find that under the about tab. And so this has information on, uh, as a 527 nonprofit, uh, we have to file with the IRS, uh, all expenditures over 200, um all uh receipts uh over 200 as well so it's itemized and so anyone can search that anyone can find it uh and so we have a very high level of transparency and we provide access to it um right on our website so everyone can take a look uh and and see it uh we also have an average contribution of 24 dollars. we do all of our fundraising from uh small dollar donors and members like you like I would say probably everybody listening to this call. Um, and that makes it really important that, you know, all of us kind of feel the responsibility for um, building the party and holding it ourselves like we did the Bernie Sanders campaign, um, because uh, we don't take big money from corporations or billionaires. Uh, and that's what keeps us honest. That's what keeps us accountable to the people. We only plan on taking money from the people ever uh, just as we haven't taken a dime from corporations and billionaires over the last four years. Uh, but that means that, of course, we count on you uh, to provide small dollar donations. Um, so for everybody who can, uh, you can do that on our website at, uh, at our donations page. Uh, and we especially appreciate and are grateful for those who make recurring donations uh, monthly, uh, because that gives us a kind of um, ability to, you know, project predict and project forward uh, how my, the, the level of resources that we're going to have um, to be able to support our work. Uh, and so to those who can make recurring contributions, we're very grateful for that. Um, I also wanted to share uh, that we are going to be adding a couple of new pages to the website uh, to help people have access to information and you know in, um, increase uh, uh, the transparency in terms of you know who uh, uh, the national coordinators are just to make it easier to find it's in slack right now if you're in slack go to the start here page it's the top channel uh, and there you can see the coordinators of each national working group 
Um, and you can contact them uh, through that to join the working group or for anything else. Uh, and then, uh, but we're gonna be putting this on the website as well, um, creating a bios page with little bios of kind of, of, of all of us who are in the national coordinator circle uh, that coordinates all the different working groups, um, the seven different working groups that we have in MPP. Um, oh, and also we're putting up a projects page uh, as well to make sure that everybody kind of has, is able to get a preview of the different projects on the website that each of the uh, different working groups is working on. And so uh, there's kind of a summary of all of the current activities that's going on. Part of that is in the structure document as well, uh, but you'll be able to see in more detail the kinds of activities that each of the uh, working groups is involved in um, and then kind of use that to judge where you wanna join if you haven't joined one yet uh, and where you think your skills are, are kind of the most matched to. Um, and finally, uh, before we go to questions, also wanted to share that uh, we are putting together um, information on, uh, we're putting kind of our, our strategy into writing, our ballot access, uh, creating kind of a ballot access brief, uh, putting some of these things on the website and having conversations uh, about these um, on, uh, in Slack. Uh, so we'll be having Zoom conversations about that uh, at the end of this year or at the beginning of next year uh, as we get to do all of this uh, so that we can uh, make sure that we're collecting ideas from across the community and building out both our strategy and making sure that there's kind of a clarity and um, a, a, a shared foundation of understanding about how ballot access is gonna work too uh, over, the, over the next uh, two, three years. Um, and also wanted to say that, you know, if uh, folks have questions, um, anybody can write and message us uh, at organize at peoplesparty.org. Uh, and uh, that is our general kind of contact uh, email right now. Uh, we might be creating a different one as well uh, and handing that one over to the organizing working group. Um, but if we do that, we'll make sure to let everybody know. Uh, but you can get information on any of the things that I just mentioned uh, or on anything in general uh, or just get in contact with us, you know, because you want to share an idea or a comment or, um, you know, you want to offer to contribute a skill. Of course, please fill out the volunteer form because that's where we look at first. Uh, but you can get in contact with us there in addition to in Slack. Um, so with that kind of whirlwind uh, of an overview that I'm thrilled to share uh, with everyone, I will hand it back over to Todd uh, to see if we have any time for questions. Yes, thank you, Nick. And that was a whirlwind. And <clears throat> I, for one, look forward to working with everybody here and in our volunteer workspace to get that done, because uh, there's a lot to do. <clears throat> and we're going to need everybody's input and uh, participation in this to move this forward. Uh, let's see. We have a couple questions. We've got one here. Oh, and of course they moved. Oh, there we go. Uh, Michael asks, how are we pushing for publicly funded elections? And it seems that the capitalist system will drown out a message of empathy uh, that viable third parties need to succeed. And just right away, I want to mention, we like to refer to ourselves as a major new party, but go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Um, uh uh, sorry, Todd, could you, could you repeat the first part of the question? Yeah, how are we pushing for uh, publicly funded elections? It's in our platform uh, right now. It's in our interim platform. Um, and uh, electoral changes in general are important to us because we don't just want to um, become a major new party, the next you know major new party in America. Uh, we want to change the electoral system so that it is fundamentally different, uh, eliminating money from politics, uh, uh, having a constitutional amendment to ban corporate personhood, um, something that our allies uh, at Move to Amend have done years of work on. Also, um, switching to a multi-party uh, system with uh, ranked choice voting uh, and also uh, uh, multi-member districts. Uh, these are some of the basic electoral differences between our system in the United States, which is really kind of an aberration. Uh, and then most um, 
uh, developed countries uh, that have more multi-party systems, uh, which is of course healthier. How can you, you know, as one of the biggest countries in the world, the United States, how can anyone possibly think that two parties, both of which are funded by Wall Street and corporations, you know, both of which are economically neoliberal, both of which are neoconservative in their foreign policy, you know, how is that choice? You know, isn't the United, isn't one of like the United States, you know, founding um, principles, the idea of, of, of choice? Uh, well, obviously there is no choice there. Um, that, that's not a choice at all. And so we plan on introducing one, uh, building on the policies that super majorities of Americans support. Excellent. Uh, we've had several questions in uh, the Q&A about how we're going to be different from the Green Party. You want to elaborate on that a little bit, Nick? Certainly. Should probably make this like a, a regular <laughs> comment on every call. Um, and so the Green Party, I mean, to, first of all, the Green Party deserves enormous credit for having, you know, kind of like carried the torch of independent uh, progressive populist politics during a really dark neoliberal time of our history. Uh, they were founded about 30, 40 years ago, um, you know, and during that time, um, I, there, there, there were not kind of the conditions uh, or the tools, you know, for it to become a major party, but we're doing things differently in a number of ways. Uh, first, we're looking for a name, a message, and an identity that speaks to people's everyday um, concerns, the things that they you know, are most pressing and biggest stressors in their daily lives, things that Bernie Sanders ran on, economic populist message of, uh, for example, healthcare costs, bringing that down, um, making sure that there is you know, free healthcare costs, uh, uh, making sure that we have free public college and we're abolishing student debt, uh, breaking up the big banks, you know, passing a financial transactions tax, so many of the different things that he ran on, tackling the climate crisis on, on the scale and with the urgency that science demands that we do it, not just giving it the lip service um, that, uh, that, that others give it. And so uh, that's what we're looking to do. Excellent, thanks, Nick. Uh... Let's see, Sean has asked if we have considered using purchase power of supporters, uh, basically boycotts, et cetera, that, things of that nature. That is absolutely something that uh, I think is on the radar of our action working group. Um, you know, so as the Movement for People's Party, we have a movement party philosophy, which uh, we believe we don't have to choose between the idea of direct action and uh, mass organizing um, in the streets and also electoral organizing. We think they go hand in hand. Uh, and so that's why we did the rally for a people's stimulus in June and July, where we went to the homes of more than 50 members of Congress when the eviction moratorium was about to expire in July. And we put up eviction notices on their doors and we demanded to speak to them at their homes and met with many of them, including Pramila Jayapal, uh, many others. Um, and so we believe that it's going to be a combination of those two, uh, electoral and, uh, and direct action that is going to uh, move, really build the party. And we also want to create a culture of community service and community organizing um, in our hubs and locally and in cities, uh, because that's going to be one of the biggest forms of contrast that we have with the Democratic and Republican parties. Um, that are just absent um, from people's daily lives and only expect them to vote for them every two or four years. Excellent. Thank you, Nick. As I was reading that, I thought, yeah, I should have answered part of that being one of the coordinators <laughs> for the Action Working Group. Uh, excellent. It looks like we're a little over time. Should we move on to the closing from Carol? That sounds great. Thanks for being here, everybody. Um, I'm here in Motown where um, my favorite music is. And I know in 2016, when Bernie was cheated out of, out of the election and 
I was in Philadelphia and was really sad. And um, there was uh, an amazing artist at the hotel that started playing in the lobby and people just uh, congregated and started singing along. And I'm reminded of that this evening because I think um, this song, A Change Is Gonna Come, is uh, is so apropos for what we're doing here at MPP. And we are on the cusp of something huge and exciting. And as our year comes to a close almost, um, next year is, is gonna be the huge change and we're propelling that with uh, people power. And so I just wanted to read the lyrics. Um, I would have sung it, but I don't have my guitar. <laughs> my daughter took my guitar, so I'll have to just read the lyrics. Um, I was born by the river in a little tent. Oh, and just like the river, I've been running ever since. It's been a long time, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh yes, it will. It's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die because I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh yes, it will. I go. Downtown, somebody keep telling me don't hang around. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh yes, it will. Then I go to my brother and I say, brother, help me please. But he winds up knocking me back down on my knees. There have been times that I thought I couldn't last for long, but now I think I'll be able to carry on. It's been a long, long time coming but i know a change is gonna come oh yes it will thanks everybody beautiful have a great night everyone on that note good night good night, good night everyone thanks good for night, joining all. us good night everyone night